0: Take the L podcast, where we are focusing on the lesson over the loss. Mm. And today we have a very special guest. (laughs) It took took us a while to get here. It did. January put us in a chokehold. It did. It did. January. January
1: 2023 in general was off to a (laughs) a blazing start in many ways. Honestly,
0: February 1st is my my new year okay yeah i january just that's fair i had a great birthday all of that but just
1: and now we're ready to have resolution yeah like Got this it. is where the, <laughs> the work
0: starts <laughs> so february 1st shout out to the new year yeah shout out to february um yeah i haven't recorded we haven't been here since for the new year actually ty now that i think about it oh. so this is actually my first recorded episode of this year i love it. um but we have you bridget kelly yeah
1: yes it's so weird to say my whole
0: name it is very it's weird. It's weird to say me. my whole name. It's very weird. I feel like
1: I've resigned myself to just the one just the first name basis. Yeah. On especially because of my podcast. So I'm always just kinda like, Yeah, I'm just Bridget now.
0: I feel like you you singing is Bridget Kelly, Yes. But you podcast is it's Bridget, Bridget. Yeah. And obviously you're my yeah. friend, so I'm not calling yeah, you yeah, no. Bridget. You're not, Kelly. Hey, this is
1: my friend Bridget Kelly. It's awkward as fuck. I'm it glad is. you don't do that. Like when i be like
0: Bridget <laughs> and then people be like, You mean Bridget Kelly? And I'm like, Oh yeah, you're she like, is yeah, a, yeah, that girl. girl. You're like, Yeah, that girl. She is a singer. <laughs> But yeah, so I actually like to have people do their own intros. Oh, okay. I forgot to tell you that part. Okay. That's fine. We're winging it. Great. Here we are. Um, I'm glad I can swim. Just (laughs) deep in. Um, I I want you to do your own intro because I want you to say who you are to you. Ooh. Like, you know, I can say Bridget Kelly, Grammy Grammy Award winning, Mm, podcaster, all those those things that I love. But I want you to say who you think you are because that gives you a special personal...
1: I'm so happy you asked me this after some Jameson.
0: So I am,
1: <laughs> I'm a flower to many and a weed to few. Um, wow. <laughs> always growing, always evolving. I'm an artist and by artist, I can, it could be linguistics. It could be music. It could I'm be so storytelling. <laughs> um, It could be any of those things. I'm a friend. I am a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a fiance. <laughs> um, and I'm a lover of I'm a lover of all things all things all things creative and curious and black. That's what I'm a lover of, so I'm just a lover in general,
0: so this is why I do this, yeah, I could easily make an intro, but you this could. shit I would have never made that for you <laughs> like. <laughs> a linguist the fuck I thought yeah we could I mean I would have never made that for you the gift of gab well it's interesting because I never
1: thought of it I never thought of it that way I was always I was the kid in school growing up that was like oh my god she's so wonderful and and polite and you know well mannered Mm -hmm. and then she's distracted because she is she's disruptive Mm -hmm. in class because I would disrupt the class with conversations I'd be talking to everybody shout out to all the women who
0: got talked too much on their report card right
1: because and I didn't even get talked too much. I went to Catholic school, so it was disruptive.
0: Uh, I went to Catholic school, and they my, were like, both.
1: My cop was like, my cop during nap time when I was a kid was in the bathroom. It was like, no, sis, we're putting you over, over there so you can't interrupt. You can't You can't interrupt people's sleep. I feel sleep. like you unlocked a core memory. I'm like, was mine too? But I can't remember yeah no it was pretty bad yeah it was pretty bad but you know the shout out to the nuns they always (laughs) it's always kept us in our place um but yeah that's who that's who i am i think i have i have grown tremendously in the last couple years between a pandemic (laughs) a career pivot uh a pandemic relationship Mm. um Our you know, and friend and friendship evolutions, evolutions, and you know, friend and and grieving friendship changes too. I think the older we get, it gets harder to we, yeah. we apply a lot of pressure to ourselves and our friends to show up differently than they can um but yeah i think i'm i'm in a great space right now i'm happy that you let me intro myself because i always Grammy and winning singer-songwriter bridget kelly was not and born saying. and raised in however, new however she
0: still won a grammy though <laughs> like still did um, don't forget that part put but, some respect on my friend's name and
1: still just as salty as beyonce not winning album of the year um because you know
0: this is not this is about a certain topic but the way I wanted to riot at midnight. There's just so many
1: Arthur fists Yo. around that conversation. Just everybody wants to fight. We they all want to fight. They
0: really bro- bring Beyonce to the Grammys every year with the promise of album of the year. And she shows up with that fake ass smile because you know she didn't want to be smiling in the first place. She shows up with that fake ass smile and then they still don't give her the blood clot award and then somebody who does get the award or gets the the award that she was supposed to get they recognize her and say this award is for you just give Or they the recognize award. that they're not worthy of the award <laughs> literally i mean I, and it, the, to me that
1: was the that was the ultimate icing on the cake was just was a white european man and and then he, the, he, the ultimate the, the ultimate bloodline of a colonizer getting up and being like this is doesn't usually happen, doesn't to, people happen like like to people like me <laughs> well, <laughs> sir Sir. um
0: then, that's not what this podcast is about but not, i will say but yes i saw mouse post mouse jones shout out to, shout mouse. Out to mouse we love mouse we, lo- we do love mouse i i love mouse i hate him but i love <laughs> mouse that's my brother but yes. that's why i hate him yes mouse posted about how like they were interviewing i guess like the grammy like the selection winners? the snow mm. the selection team and it was like you know, we decided not to give it to Beyonce because she would always win everything. Or they decided to give it to somebody else, basically along the lines of like Beyonce wins everything. So we are trying to we were trying to expand who, who the winners were. And it was like, if she wins everything, it's because she deserves it. I
1: think people just hate that a black woman is the obvious choice.
0: So, let's.
1: And that's that on that. <laughs> let's get into the openers. A lot of people hate the, that, because... that a black woman is the obvious choice. Because they don't this, like that it's undisputed because they've been able to dispute everything else. Because
0: Beyonce, nobody's touching Beyonce. They're like, oh, Taylor Swift shut down Ticketmaster. Imagine what... Beyonce is about to burn that shit to the
1: ground. No, they had to They had to set up three to four different portals. Registration. In order Registrations to verify in case, just to get
0: access to pre-sale before the regular sale. So that way the bots don't get it. And then you're still... We're still waitlisted on everything.
1: And people are still going to spend that $9,000 to be on the floor. Be clear. People are going to spend that. They are. People I are going not, to spend
0: that. Not not, me. Not
1: I. But people will. And rightfully so. She's worthy of that. But yes, yeah. um, I only make that comparison because I think um, she is probably the only artist that we have seen take those kinds of L's publicly in such a gracious way mm-hmm. that... Um, it's almost infuriating how gracious she is. It's almost yeah. like, bitch, flip the table. Like at this point, don't invite. Like
0: at this point, don't no, invite seriously. me nowhere. Stop fucking inviting me. It's flip the, the Vir- table it's on your way out. Virgo. It's 100% giving Virgo. It's a hundred percent giving Virgo. I want to know Beyonce's full chart. Like
1: I don't want Virgo's groove. I want Virgo's fire. Yeah, I, that's what I want. Like
0: Beyonce is giving. Full Virgo, like I feel like she has multiple Virgos on her chart because the where's
1: Sasha Fierce? Because we saw her for one year. Where is
0: Sasha Fierce. We saw Ring the Alarm. Where's Ring the Alarm? Sasha Fierce. If Beyonce ever sees this, I know she probably won't. But if you ever see this, Beyonce, we will fight with you. Like we want you to flip the table, ring the fucking alarm, and I will be behind you. One hundred percent.
1: I also don't respect the fact that they also utilized her likeness and her name, and they and the ad and advertising that she was gonna be there and getting Lizzo involved. Like, where's Beyonce? Did you
0: see Lizzo's reaction?
1: She said, "Beyonce is here." Where? Yes, but that's and she wasn't even there yet. But, but, but again. What increases viewership is Beyonce's presence. Yeah. So you're playing in her face, and you're playing in ours. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We are um, we're
0: turning this into see the thing is, we and are. that's sorry. actually sorry. We Bridget's talked about amazing this. Podcast. We talked about this on my pod, so we don't need to talk about it here. But yes, i be here to talk about it anytime. But this is also Bridget's amazing podcast. See the thing is, um, yeah. thank you. We were we were on the wrong podcast for like two minutes <laughs> just now.
1: <laughs> we're bringing but it back. But you know what? I brought I brought it. I I did want to bring attention to it only because I think that once you are past a certain point in your in your public in your existence mm-hmm. your public existence not celebrity existence public existence That's with people people knowing you professionally people knowing you personally once you have kind of accepted and gotten comfortable with the fact that they may never see you for all that you are. Mm-hmm. You just kind of let it roll roll off you. Which and is, prior to this on the walk here, I literally said to you, I wish, I wish that I didn't let so many things roll off me. I wish that And now we're getting mad at Beyonce
0: for doing the same. And
1: now I'm getting mad at Beyonce and I'm like, she just she don't care no more. Like she's tired.
0: And I don't and I don't blame her, but I'm I also in that
1: place where I'm like, I wish that I was that I had more flip the table in me.
0: I don't think I have that much more in me. I don't blame her, but also I have two sides of this coin. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is Beyonce. Yeah. Literally everybody knows that she deserves every single award. Yeah. That album came out in what? July? June? July? Mm -hmm. People are still playing that album. People had parties themed specifically for that album. Like that album has longevity. Yeah. It literally has been deemed the Black Joy album. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's not just for black people. There is, the Whites love Renaissance. The Whites love all of Beyonce's album. That's correct. But everybody loves Beyonce. And to sit there and not get the album, the uh, Grammy is like... Well, the other... and then Because the, then the attitude
1: then is, well, she broke the record for most Grammys won, so she shouldn't. And then it's like, I, I,
0: why I, can't I, I, she have every blood clot thing? Why? why can't she have everything? Well, why
1: can't she have the one thing? The one thing that actually sy- symbolizes and signifies the fact that she has the best body of work as an artist across all genres. They just, won't. They won't
0: do it. I just. If they she never goes it. back to a Grammy, I will not. I'm shocked she actually went to this one.
1: I'm not shocked. I, I think. I think the she, only reason
0: she. I think she went is because she knew she was going to break this record and she had to be present. Well, for that, but I also think that she that that this was an album that one
1: nobody expected from her. Which which is which is one of the many the many things that people think about when we vote for Grant I don't vote anymore I I gave up on it because it's just it didn't mean anything <laughs> when I voted um it's meant fucking nothing and so and even in multiple chapters being a part of the New York chapter and the L A chapter it's like there's only but we always. <laughs> The black people, the black people that participate in the voting always vote for the for the for everybody that's black.
0: I don't even I didn't even. So know it's that not even our voting.
1: That's I don't know how. pick oh yeah. Picked there was we had chapter meetings once. <laughs> I just gonna, be getting mad. i am gonna tell you all this. This is the one. The, once we'll Macklemore on won over Kendrick Lamar, we were all in emails with each other. Like, we need to have a chapter meeting because what the fuck just happened here? How did Macklemore win? And we realized there's, we're, we are underrepresented in mm-hmm. our chapters. The majority of um, the categories that we, some some people submit, some people submit late, so we don't, may not see all the, uh, so some people may not see all the submissions when they vote, if they vote early, mm-hmm. and so, and you can vote early, but also, when it comes time to actually pick and choose based on category, like, they won't, if you voted for someone else, like, just naturally, it's like filling out a Scantron, sorry, I'm going to age myself. Wow. But when you think about filling out a Scantron, right? Yes, I'm with mentally, you. if you are filling out a bunch of C's, you're not you don't at some point you're like, nah, I gotta I gotta vote for B because I've been doing C too much. Mm-hmm. Just naturally, if the inclination is to vote for Beyonce for every fucking category, you by the time just, you get to that, you might just be like, you know what, let me just vote for somebody else just to say I I'm not biased.
0: If you're but I in my head, if you're gonna do that, don't do it on the album of the year category. Don't do it on that line of the scantron.
1: But it's also I think um Again, I think there's still that underlying, that under that like undercutting mm-hmm. kind that is, of idea that's like she's just too good. We can't give it to her, which is so shitty. It's just such a, it's such it's a, tra- so it's such a despicable power move.
0: But I think every, I think everybody, including Beyoncé, knows that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And At this
1: point, it is. It's like when you when she lost to Adele, it was like Adele putting up these numbers.
0: Adele putting Adele, in that work. Adele, Adele has the track us, record. Yeah. But, but we then all you know see, that Adele, is yeah. a reincarnated black woman. Correct. So when yeah. Adele
1: gets up then and says, "What the fuck does Beyonce have to do?" We're all on the same page. Yeah,
0: we so we had so had she, and to be honest with you, had she
1: lost to Adele, I think we would have been like, mm, come on recording Academy, but we still would have celebrated Adele. Yeah, I think the fact that it was an, a newer artist that, not to say he hasn't put in the work, but a newer artist that, um, you know, has has plenty of time, right? To, to get to this place to be nominated from a legendary standpoint cuz the one thing the grammys is always going to do is nominate a legend. They are always going to give something to a legend. Mm-hmm. They gave Bonnie Raitt the song of the year. Let's not fucking kid ourselves. Let's First not of kid all, ourselves. I saw
0: a tweet that said I thought this was Reba and I let me tell you something. Could I, not knew, I knew because I too thought it was Reba.
1: I knew the shit was rigged when a Ray Charles compilation <laughs> won for out for like best album over (laughs) usher confessions in like 2003 or 2004 i remember watching it being like oh nah they (laughs) this selection process is really is 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 not what we think it is when ray when the ray charles compilation won for best album over Usher confessions, because he had died that year. Yeah. So it was like, well, he died that year, so we got to give him this, because so he's never going to win again. So <laughs> he's never going to make what? more music for us to, to to nominate. So that's the perfect segue to the openers. Let's do it. Let's 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 do get opener. to the
0: openers. Let's get there, because we will be here for literally the duration of oh, the podcast. <laughs> it really is going to turn into see the thing is, and <laughs> we are big mad, and it's still fresh. It's still and fresh. I don't think I've talked to this, but anyway, yes, let's, this will bring us to the openers. Yes, so our icebreakers, you mm-hmm. have to. We have seven. Oh shit. And you have to you have two have to go and all of their work, everything they've written. This is fun for you, me because you are really an artist. Like this is like whimsical with other people, but this is like real for you. <laughs> Usher, Trey Songs, mm-hmm. Chris Brown, Frank Ocean, Neo, Miguel, mm-hmm. D'Angelo. Two have to go in all of their work. Trey Songs and Frank Ocean can go. This makes me feel better that you said Frank Ocean because Frank Ocean is one of mine. And people be right here at my neck as if like I'm like thinking about you was good but you know I know that Frank Ocean is a personal one. I was so about I'm to say I know that's sensitive for you. <laughs> it's giving duck. I literally as I it's said It's giving it,
1: it's giving duck hunt like there's only one thing to shoot on the screen.
0: I literally <laughs> as I said it just now I was like oh wait I know the back yeah I actually know the background to mm, this so mm. so this is so yes, well I'm glad you're riding with me on that one, even yep. if it's personal. Yep. Um, I know Trey Songs be out here just racking up the charges, so I know I'm gonna have to change my answer soon. Mm. But I really did enjoy, um, I really did enjoy Trey Day. I, it, oh, it, I love. Listen, passion, passion, pleasure, pain. What was that? The, the, yeah. The, I love that Trey album. Day. Trey yes. Songz. Like his.
1: Oh my God. Listen, anticipation, the the mixtape. Listen, Trey Trey has has has, has done some masterful R and B, some toxic R and B work. Wow, and, and was, I love it I for loved him. I love it. In the middle, however, was, I'm not sacrificing a D'Angelo catalog or a Chris see, Brown and Usher catalog. Sacrifice I
0: sacrificed D'Angelo. D'Angelo wasn't it for me. Like I love Brown Sugar, Devil's Pie. Okay. <laughs> Yo, you look devil's Spy okay is nuts (laughs) you look hurt to your core i it's a little
1: it's a little jarring to me i'm a little it's a little jarring
0: i was never a huge okay angelo fan okay that's fair yeah i mean i can i could deal with i'm gonna i'm gonna pick in the middle over how does it feel i'm just okay so I'm sorry I have memories that's attached fine. to Trey Song that's nostalgia
1: oh okay see I have memories attached to Voodoo so okay. that, that album so for that me I is I feel
0: like nostalgia and like nostalgia is a hell of a fucking drug yes. and I think that is really what drives a lot of mm-hmm. these decisions with us So, but it makes me feel better that we're aligned on Frank Ocean whether it be personal or not yes so. Yes. I was like yeah, it's getting overrated but carry on uh, okay second question yes top three R&B albums of your lifetime from when you were born April 8th to now <laughs> Oh, My heart hurts. I know that's really Top three for me. For you. Yeah. Your favorite three R&B albums. Um,
1: okay. Uh <laughs> don't make me snort on the fuck Shit. I only get three? You only get three. Uh Tony Braxton self-titled. Okay. Um Education of Lauren Hill.
0: Good one. Um, I'll, Great one. It's
1: technically R and B. Yeah, um, I consider R and B. Brandy Full Moon.
0: Okay, so I always expect somebody to say Confessions in there, and that's Daniqua did not say, and she was like, Confessions is on a, a lane of her own. She also Confessions, said Tony,
1: Confessions is amazing, but Tony Braxton. I mean, I'm a vocalist. She so said Tony Braxton too. Yeah, though. she
0: said that same exact album, mm-hmm. which is an amazing album. Mm-hmm. Okay, because. Nostalgia. We
1: talked about Nostalgia. Yeah. I had no business singing Tony Braxton at the young there age I was, was singing no, Tony Braxton.
0: To this day when...
1: There is uh, a home video VHS somewhere of me singing seven whole days at seven years old, eight years old, seven or eight years old.
0: Please no. In a gap
1: fit. I remember the fit because was, it was uh, something I was proud of, but once, I was singing that.
0: Once the beat drops anytime to this day, mm-hmm. I will tell you how many ways
1: <laughs> that I love you.
0: One, two, I love you.
1: It was the breath for me. Listen, it was the breath on that. It was, ah, it was a lot.
0: She, Sna- I've never loved a nigga like that. <laughs> never, <laughs> ever, never. Okay, never. Listen, I probably th- never will. Listen, I don't know where she was at. Like she was, it, it was. I feel like it was drugs because I have been in love. Love, you are engaged, <laughs> and she is an addict, and she's not even with the nigga that she. Can count those numbers too. So no, it's given. It's given delusional. No, I All have right. a theory about that too, but that's another podcast. Okay, but yeah, um, those are
1: probably my three. Okay, yeah, Tony Braxton, Miss Education, Lauren Hill, and um, uh, I just said it. You just said Brandy Full Moon and Brandy Full Moon. Yes, that Brandy Full Moon for me was like a pivotal point of life. That was
0: high school for me, so that was really that was. Major. I really did enjoy Brandy. I don't. I feel like. I liked Full Moon, but I was always a bigger Monica fan, and that was when the feud was happening. See, so I felt like I, I had was to, a choose. I was a
1: Monica fan, and until full until Full Moon, mm. once Full Moon came out, I was yeah, like, she, "Oh, no, Brandy snapped nah. on Full Moon." <laughs> Brandy snapped <laughs> that on full transitional. And to be honest with you, I'm gonna have to say it's a little bit of a tie because "Writings on the Wall" had the same effect on me.
0: Writings on the wall does not get the credit that it's supposed. Writings to. Writings on the wall for me also had the, had the
1: same impact that Full Moon had on me.
0: Writings on the wall was like, yeah, yeah. That was the that was the point when I re- realized that Destiny's Child was not a child because they were talking about cheated and mm-hmm. they were talking about mm-hmm. how everything was affected. Thou shall not like all of the Whoa, in betweens. I was the like creativity, the production. See? Yeah, I really appreciate. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So usually the last question I ask for the opener is, "What song can you like rap or sing word for word?" But since you are an artist, I decided I'm going to stir the pot a little bit oh, shit. and ask, "What is your favorite song of your own?" Ooh. Ever? Ever your your personal favorite that you've ever? I want to say I don't want to say written. I want to say like you. It's your song, like on your albums, all your EPs, whatever. It's yours. You Oh.
1: Sang, um. It's a song I did with Jerry Wonder, and it never came out. Mm. It's called Afterlife. And Chris wrote it. Chris is the same girl that wrote Special Delivery.
0: Mm-hmm. Which you know.
1: Which I you know is everybody's vibe. Um, I don't give a fuck. I will ride for Special Delivery, okay? And many, many will. And to be honest with you, it's always the records that the artists are like... Not this song that all the fans love always. always That's that. your,
0: You don't fuck with that song.
1: I didn't in the beginning. I didn't like. It in the but beginning. you
0: came out Do you swinging. Know why? Well, I'll,
1: and I'll tell you the reason why that became a okay. single was because we started when we were we put together my set list for Essence Fest mm-hmm. and and. The label was like, "Yo, just finish off, finish off with two songs that you're gonna put on the album. Like, let's just finish with these two. And there was one called "This Love," which mm-hmm. Jerry wanted did also, and then "Special Delivery," which mm-hmm. um, Eric Hudson did. So we were like, "All right, cool. Let's, we'll just finish with those." And I don't know where I was at in my life or relationship at the time, but I just started crying, and I was singing it, and everyone on, everybody in the audience was singing it with me by the end. And I brought it back, like I brought back another chorus and another, and everybody was singing it. And so the video footage made it back to like to Jay, and everybody was like, "Oh no, nah, this is this is it. This
0: is the yeah, single. girl. This is no, you came you came out the gate. Yeah, like you
1: and came. So, up, you
0: literally started with wrote you. I remember watching the video. Mm-hmm. Like you had a lot of leather on in the video. I do remember that. It, it was, was a, hot. It was as a lot fuck. of leather because <laughs> you was in Coney Island, it was hot. and you had on you had multiple leather outfits. I had actually. a leather co- I had a leather
1: jacket on with fur." And yeah, then leather yeah. pants. You had on
0: a lot of leather. That's when that's yeah. when you was in your goth era, because you had the black hair with the little with the, peek-a-boo, with the bond. With the peekaboo. Well, bond. because
1: that was where I was trying to go with it. I was trying to do alternative R&B. I was never trying to be the special delivery R&B girl. Yeah, nah. I was definitely more in the, which to me, I mean, and I was before my time, in my opinion. I was definitely less. You were.
0: Definitely. I think so. I literally remember the video vividly, because mm-hmm. you were like, wrote him a goodbye letter today. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, this push it away. I was like, yeah, you better give them. Give them some, <laughs> push that nigga away. <laughs> and then when you got to the chorus and you were like, you hope your tears don't dry before yeah. it, cause you want him, cause your petty ass wants him to feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm a petty bitch. So, you know, <laughs> that shit really, to this day, yeah. I, I, it came on, I think it came on like Spotify or Pandora the other day. And it's so funny because I was singing it, like singing it like I had had a nigga that I had just recently lost. And I was like, oh shit, this is my friend. It's so weird hearing you and, re- like, remembering that you're an artist. Like, mm-hmm. we t- we always argue about this. Yes. We always argue about where we met. Yes. For me, I met you at the Charles r birthday in yes. 2019. Mm-hmm. You said we met beforehand. I don't remember where it is because alcohol. But when we I took the picture. At the moment, I don't remember where either yeah. because alcohol. Yeah. But, alcohol now. But oh. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember exactly where it was, but, but I know it was—I was, know it was prior to that. It was in New York was, somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but I remember you—you you were at Charles' thing, and I remember yeah. you and Danique wore clothes. Yes, and I was like, "Hey, I was like, you're Danique's friend. I'm talking to her. I'm like, I literally see your friend Bridget." And she was like, tell her I said hi. And then we started talking. Mm-hmm. And we have a picture mm-hmm. where we were both drunk, Smacked. Wow. Smacked. Wow. Yes. But we became friends at Charles and Shereen's housewarming. Shout yes. out to Charles and Shereen. Yes. We love y'all. Love Heart y'all so much. Big energy, yes. Shout out to R&B House Party. Also, another, right. another good-ass <laughs> smack time. Always. <laughs> Please keep the reposado away from me. The next one. No, but we did. I think... Yeah. I think
1: um, and it's interesting because it was right before the pandemic when we became cool yeah, and then was, the, the housewarming was, was literally February. Literally right. And we
0: were talking about the podcast. Yeah. We were talking about you doing the podcast that you have now, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very proud of you for. Like, Thank you. You made a lot of changes for this podcast. <sighs> <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I remember us talking drunkenly in the house. Mm-hmm. And everybody has an idea for a podcast every once in a while, like yeah. everybody thinks they can do a podcast absolutely, especially people who are in an industry space like yeah. it's just like, okay, well, I'm industry, I have the pop I have the popularity, I have the following mm-hmm. a podcast just seems like a natural progression, yes, it does in my mind,
1: I still don't um I still don't see myself as a podcaster, really Mm-mm. I mean. Like yes. I am, I mean, I'm I am a full time. I haven't released music or made music in four in now four years. So I really, I mean, I'm I'm a Tim. Has
0: it been that long already?
1: The last project I released was 2019, and then the and then the pandemic happened. Yes. So 2020 was really like I had a show. I had a show in DC on Valentine's Day, and then I had a show at Sony Hall the day after that, which is where I met Jess, which mm-hmm. is very funny. Um, because we ended up coming up here and going to the and going to the row and then going to the the other bar that's mm-hmm. right next to the fact that Harlem Chocolate Factory and then Jess came and it was a whole thing Um, but yeah I had a whole year of music uh, plans for for 2020 I had my entire calendar was booked out through September with music performances and then Corona happened and it was like nah everything just got completely I had South by Southwest totally got disbanded and that uh, would have been
0: that would have been a great look for you like napa
1: that's yeah that. i mean napa wine festival was another thing there was like a um something during coachella with a with a brand that when you want to do a brand sponsorship i was going to perform with their their like off-site mm-hmm. um it was just a lot that was kind of on the on the docket for me music wise that did not pan out and so i was kind of in la and i was like well my car lease is up. My apartment lease is up. And our landlord is not really pressing us because, you know, it's a pandemic. So he's like, at this point, what are we going to do? We're going to put you out mm-hmm. and go where? Um, but if, even all those things considered, I was kind of like, well, what am, I, what am I doing here? Like, what am I? And I prayed really hard on it. And I was, and I prayed like, yo, if, if there is, I don't want to go back to New York. I don't want to, I do not want to live in New York again. But if there is something for me in New York, if there is something for me, I'll go. And literally within like a month, Joe called me and was like, yo, I know you're not fucking with me right now. Because <laughs> I have beef for him <laughs> um, at that time. Um, I he's love like, a Virgo man. He's like, I know you're not fucking with me right now. Which, by the way, is is a Virgo, man, a Virgo apology. That um, really That's a Virgo apology. A hundred percent. Male or like, female, yo, that's a Virgo apology. Me, but, uh, I know you're not fucking with me right now. But, but um, uh, I have I have an idea and I want to run it by you. When are you going to be? like, where, where are you at? When are you going to be in New York? I'm like, well, I'll be in New York in a couple of weeks. We'll sit down. Um, and so I, I met up with him and Mandy was there and it was like, all right, cool, let's let's see how like, you know, I, I, I've always told you because Joe had Joe had literally said to me since 2015 mm-hmm. 2015 2016 like yeah, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, "Bro, I'm not doing a fucking podcast. I'm a singer. What are you doing to do a podcast?" Like, mm-hmm. no. Anybody wants to hear me talk and come to my show because I talk a lot in between my songs. So just you can have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, we can we ticket. can talk then. Like we can we you pull up on me. We you know we kiki we hee, we ha on stage. Like we'll 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 pod then. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had he had been telling me since like 2015, 2016 to do a podcast. And so then in 2020 it was like, yo, I'm I'm launching a network and I really want you to I want you to do a podcast. I know I've told you to do it a million times. This is this is the moment. This is the like, moment. Like this is your moment. Um. And so I sat with Mandy, and I was like, you know what? I love Mandy because I did horrible decisions as an artist. I went mm-hmm. on her went on her platform. I do remember that. Episode. And so, and I just loved her energy, and I loved how unapologetic she was. I loved how unfiltered she was, which to me was is a safe is a safe space because mm-hmm. when you're when you're dealing with somebody in a conversational way, that owns their shit ninety nine percent of the time, mm-hmm. it just creates a, a really comfortable environment mm-hmm. for you for it to be kind of a no judgment zone just 100%. all across the board. And so her and I talked we were like yo let's you know i'm throwing ideas we're throwing ideas out there about what we should call it and you know what it should look like and so we we launched it and it um you know went through went through several seasons mm-hmm. and phases it had a few
0: changes
1: had a few changes um and we have we've come out on top and i think i think it's i mean and i was telling you earlier too that uh, something i'm dealing i'm working through in therapy now is The concept that life, you know, happens to... Life has always happened to me in my favor. Like, it's Mm -hmm. happened for me. Life has never really happened to me. It's happened for me. Mm -hmm. Even things that I've, like, purposely evaded in the process, Mm -hmm. like podcasting. At some point, something has come full circle and now brought me back to this.
0: I think it's so funny because, like, you said you don't see yourself as a podcaster. But Mm -mm. a lot of people... And you know, there's no shade because I love you and I love you as an artist. But a lot of people only know you as Bridget the podcaster. Oh yeah, I'm cool with that though. You are because yeah,
1: because to me, music was always a conversation. Mm-hmm. So since I mean, to me, that one is not more of, more a part of me than the other. Okay, it's just expressed differently. It's just on a different medium. So in my mind, like I'm I'm an artist. I just happen to be speaking instead of singing this
0: time. Sometimes when I listen to the podcast, I always wonder: Do you feel like you're one or the other? Or do you feel like your music has taken like a back step to podcasting?
1: Um, I think for the sake of time and focus, it's it's kind of been put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my level of passion around it, it hasn't mm-hmm. changed. That's why, I mean, to me, that's why it's hard to see myself as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Because even when I was on Love and Hip Hop and that was the majority, I mean, even putting out music, being on Love and Hip Hop, more people knew me from Love and Hip Hop than knew mm-hmm. that I was doing music. Um and I think that in general, it just has to do with, one, the timing, the timing of my presentation. Um, and two, I just think in general, like we are not we're not we're not accustomed to and suited for a long, drawn out process of of acclimation with an audience. Right. Mm-hmm. We're in an era now where every everything is consumed and everything in a microwavable way everything is fast whether it's podcast whether it's Mm -hmm. music everything is instant everything is social media right we did um we had billy b on the podcast Mm -hmm. um recently and she talked about the fact that like yo tiktok is her shit tiktok is her medium like that's where she can thrive that's where she can engage with her fans one-on-one they'll roast her she'll roast them it's like that's where they get a sense of who she is Doesn't make her any any less hard of a rapper. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. From East New York, there's nothing that's gonna change the fabric of who she is. But there's certain elements to your personality that you know in this in the 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 framework and the climate of the industry now. They have to be accessible to people. Mm -hmm. So when I was being groomed and developed as an artist, there was nothing about my personality that anybody was like, yo, you'd be dope on a TV show or you'd be a dope host. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, my God, you're so funny. So when is your music coming out? Mm. So now the conversation has kind of shifted to, well, now you're this really dope podcaster. Like, what's next? And it's like, well, I'm an artist, so I'm going to just go back and do music because now I'm making money so It's not about money for me. Now it's now I can really do what I what I love and not say I don't love podcasting, but I don't see myself as a podcaster. Right. And I'm potting with a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can make the distinction. So, so, so staunchly is because I can look at someone who is incredibly passionate about the art of conversation and furthering that. You know what I mean? Furthering, pushing that narrative and changing that dynamic within the the media broadcast Mm -hmm. space. That's not my dream. (laughs) You
0: know what I'm saying? It's not. No, but it's real. And you know what it it makes me think of? It makes me think of Rihanna. Like, shout out to the Rihanna concert that's happening this weekend. um, Yes. A.K.A. the Super Bowl. The Rihanna concert. The Rihanna concert with football attached to it. But, like, that's what I think about with it. It's like... Rihanna does so many different things, mm-hmm. so many extra things, yeah. and people be like, "Oh wow!" Shout out to Fenty Beauty. Shout out to Savage Fenty. Like she already bought the stuff for. Yeah. It never. I don't think it's come out yet, but like her home line, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Yeah, shout out to you and all these these endeavors and being this billionaire." But when's the album coming out? She has given us so much. I'm wearing Fenty right. Shout out to Rihanna. I'm wearing Fenty right. The fuck now, okay? Yeah. I'm wearing Fenty right. The fuck now, mm-hmm. and. She still people will not even care. They be like, "All right, well, so when's when's the music coming out?" Like well, it's it's really hard when you're seen as one thing mm-hmm. to like space that out. But I see what you're saying with like you being an artist and how it's multifaceted and it's yeah. more so about and you know how I feel about this the storytelling. Yes. Like the storytelling yeah. is my passion. Like I'm never I'm not an events person. People are like, "Oh, you're a writer." I'm like, "No, I'm not." People are like, "Oh, you have a podcast or you're a podcaster." I don't. None of that is a thing for me. Yeah. It's the storytelling. Yeah. So I understand that. But that's also why I call it. It's.
1: It's. I'm an artist because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, for me, whether it's, I'm gonna be passionate about anything that I'm doing. So whether it's I'm talking on a uh, on a podcast or I'm making a project, there's nothing that I've done in my life that hasn't been passionate that I haven't been passionate about. Even even now it's love and hip hop. I think when I when I start when I went on there. The purpose for me was to find a way to leverage that platform for music, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't figure out how to do it the first season because I didn't know anything about it, and I was in, a, I was in a relationship. So they, they amplified all of those mistakes and all of those decisions. I completely
0: versus, forgot about
1: that. One. Versus, right? Versus, I mean, thank God, me too. But so, <laughs> um, but they really like you know the first season that was what that was about, and then the second mm-hmm. season that I did, I released an album during that season, you sure and did. we were able to literally leverage that to a show we ended up to a trip we ended up taking it was the first it was the first trip that the to, L- London, right? to
0: London to London to be able to things. do a show Shout out to so me, you know and all those things vitamins. considered it was because <laughs> I was I smoke weed y'all I don't want to make let's go omega-3s <laughs> we love omega-3s <laughs> for you the mind is minding right um, now oh. yeah so to think about that
1: like and and how the second time around I was able to really optimize that that platform mm-hmm. um I now look at it. I now look at it like, all right, cool. So now I'm in a position where I can make more money. i I've made more money doing everything but music mm. in my career. I've made more money doing everything but music, but I haven't loved everything the way that I've loved music. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm in a position where the money just comes, now it just comes. now mm-hmm. i'm i'm I love what I love potting. I love mm-hmm. being able to share a stage with somebody that. Has a completely different point of view than I do, and a completely different perspective than I do, and mm-hmm. can, but can still meet me where I'm at, and vice versa. And there's such a mutual love and, and respect there that's not competitive, that's not petty, that's not childish, that's not that's not rooted. Our we both have the same idea about our purpose there, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's where a lot of where you don't see a lot of that happening in music or in podcasting, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, so, because I'm grateful for that for that opportunity, I still feel like no, i'm I don't think i'm I'm ever going to be comfortable being resigned to one thing. I was never one thing just because yeah. people knew me for music. ok. But then I became a reality personality. Okay, but now I'm a reality TV personality, and you can see that I have a sense of humor, and I don't take myself or anybody else seriously. Very Um, unserious. Very unserious. That's why we're
0: friends, actually. That's why it works. Because Um, you know I'm unserious. Unserious as as fuck. (laughs) we got to work on our nonchalance. Um, We spent the first half of this podcast talking about Grammys, but it's clearly
1: not supposed to be about that. And neither one of us are nominated or or were there, so it's different. I was at home watching via. Twitter, so. I was in bed screaming at the television like everybody else I in turned off the television because I gave up um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think I'm an I'm an artist I'm always going to define myself as an artist because that that to me just means that I am literally creating the environment around me. I'm creating the space for myself to, to live and thrive and everybody else has to be adaptable to mm-hmm. that to what I create And so even whether it's a podcast space or a music space or moving on and now I'm you know beginning to produce podcasts myself mm-hmm. and now i'm in a I'm in a position where I'm like anything that I'm going to do, that's why I said I'm a flower to many and a weed to some mm-hmm. or a few. Um, anything that any anything that I'm gonna be planting seeds within is mm-hmm. gonna be, I'm gonna make sure it's fertile soil and I'm gonna love
0: it. And I know we talk about lessons on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I have learned, and it's taken me a very long time, that it's really fuck everybody else. Like we yeah. we joke 100%. about this, like the cliche saying, like, well, if only if it makes you happy or whatever, yo, legit you. Your partner, the people who you love so much that you can consider them in your life, mm-hmm. those are the only people who matter because when you are in your house losing your mind because you are doing something that you don't fuck with or you aren't happy, those same people who want to put you in the box or yeah. were worried about what you were doing, they yeah. are not there to help. Surely are not. Like, at all. No. So, I, I am... Proud of you for creating the space to change your mind. Thank you. And standing in it because also people apologize for changing their mind. I'm one of those people, so I'm very hypocritical. I mean, I apologize for changing my mind all the time. I apologize for everything all the
1: time. I mean,
0: I I feel like you stand in like who you are as the artist. No, I
1: think I've just lucked out in that the circumstances have worked in my favor. Really? That when I've changed my mind that it's worked for me. Even in moments, w- if, in moments where it maybe didn't work for me. It still worked for me, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to defend it that hard. I didn't have to go hard mm. with, yeah, I changed my mind. So and what? And it was I never had to have that kind of energy because the the it proof just worked out. The proof was kind of in the pudding, so it was yeah. never really an arguable moment. It was never really a like a a disputable point. And so from but and that to not me, not you say that I'm like
0: okay. There's I a can there's see a
1: privilege it. to that I think for me where it's like I don't really I haven't had to fight that hard to make those kinds of changes. A lot of that stuff has happened kind of without me having to seek it out or without me having to be really adamantly anti something else in mm-hmm. order to be pro something.
0: I think that also speaks to how multi-talented you are. Thank you. <laughs> you look so cute. Thank you. <laughs> so, because I forget. Listen, we I have to
1: I'm working on accepting compliments. Which rather is wild than,
0: because you have a Grammy.
1: Rather than matching like, compliments. You want a Grammy.
0: Like you are like it's weird because i know i'm saying these things mm-hmm. and i know you know them because obviously yes. these are your things <laughs> but like i really forget mm-hmm. that you are an artist like a, a like a yeah. musical artist mm-hmm. but that's because that's the testament to how good of a friend you are thank i will you. say that because you said during you said during your intro that you are a friend and you are a great friend thank you like I think that you are an amazing person. You show up for your people. You check on your people. No matter what's going on, you, you are there. Mm -hmm. Like, I again, not sure how we got so close, but I'm pretty sure it was on your <laughs> and more so mine. It was. Not because I don't love you. I was like, hey, Siobhan, what are you doing? But also because what you doing, I. What am, you got going on? What's on your schedule? True. Let's hang out. I can be disconnected sometimes. And you'd send me
1: a picture and you'd be under your blanket on the couch. That literally.
0: <laughs> like, people would be like, oh, Siobhan's outside. What are we doing? And I'd be like, y'all, I'm a-
1: like, I went out once this month and that was all the footage that you saw of me. And then everything. And I I stopped posting. People be like, yo, you're
0: on Instagram outside all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's just multiple posts from the same day. Mm. Like, but no, I... So I really appreciate that because it wasn't... I know I can be disconnected sometimes, but I think you have a really good... No, I do the same. But I think you're so good at connecting with people, especially when you really give a fuck about them. Like, you genuinely connect and make sure everybody is good. Cause I think I lucked out in having people do that for me. And I don't think I always knew
1: that. I don't think I always trusted everybody's intentions because I didn't trust myself a lot Mm -hmm. early on in my career. And I let other people that didn't have a fucking clue either kind of guide me in the wrong directions a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think that kind of jaded me a little bit in terms of trusting that people had my best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And not even, not even that they were malicious towards me, but that just that they had their own, they just had their own agenda. And, whether, and, and if indirectly it fucked me over, that wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That was supposed to be acceptable for me or acceptable to me.
0: And also if people don't know you in a certain way, mm-hmm. they they do the things that they think is best for you. Right. Not actually what is best for you and what is genuine and authentic to what you want. Right. So I can completely see that. And I, you've had been in so many spaces mm-hmm. and you've done so many things. And I... I we've talked about this briefly, but I want to know mm-hmm. what you think. Like now that we've revisited all the things that so it may change. Cause yeah. You, what was your biggest challenges through all these different phases of your life? <sighs>
1: um, Accepting accountability has probably been the, the hardest one. You know, you have situation. to elaborate on that cause you're
0: making this face and I need to, cause <laughs> this is not what we talked about. So please elaborate. <laughs> Ooh, um, except- yo, you look like <laughs> even accepting the accountability about accepting the accountability Ugh, is like it's painful, tearing you up right now. And I understand um, that. Well, no, because I think, um, I love, I love that this, that
1: this show is called Take the L because I think I have anytime I've, I have always chalked everything up to a lesson instead of a loss mm-hmm. without actually weighing the loss, mm-hmm. right? Um, I did my friend Blue's podcast, Blue to Lose, podcast, Humanized recently. Shout
0: out to Blue.
1: And she literally was like, yo, you were robbed. Like, you can say that. Like, you can, like, I'm getting teary-eyed now, even like, ref- like, going back you to... You making me blood clot. Like, clot. like Ref- like going back to moments where I just accept, I just accepted, I just took what I whatever I could, I just took what I got, I mm-hmm. took what was given to me because I didn't, one, I didn't, I didn't know enough about myself to demand what I wanted, mm-hmm. and two, once I once I knew for real what I wanted, I didn't, I didn't trust, I didn't trust myself that it that I really knew better or that I that I was right mm-hmm. in what I would might have asked for, um, all across the board, career wise, friendship wise, relationship wise, mm-hmm. um. And so I think accepting accountability for me now looks like, you know, understanding that that sometimes the sometimes the lesson is lost and being okay with that. And that's Mm. that's the part that's like, uh, (laughs) like, no, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to process it that way. But it's true. Sometimes the lesson is lost. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to grieve what's lost. The time is lost. You can't get the time back. The relationship is over. You can't you're not going to get another shot at trying to redeem yourself or let them redeem themselves to make you sleep better or absolve them or absolve yourself. Friendships too. Mm. Jobs. Like that time period, that time, that season is past. That moment is gone. And so I think the lesson of loss for me has been really heavy the last like year and change around friendships around shit even 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 being an artist and mm-hmm. accepting that like it's not my voice is not going to sound the same as it did when I was 25 you know what I mean my body my body doesn't respond the same way in the gym now that I'm 36 mm-hmm. like it doesn't things are different like everything, time
0: everything is different not even things everything, everything is different and
1: time has an impact on um on all of it and I think accepting accepting that the accountability for me is, igno- is the acknowledgement that like okay the loss it, I'm not lost mm-hmm. but I've experienced I'm experiencing loss and whatever that grieving process looks like for whatever it is. I mean, I'm grieving the fact that I've gained thirty pounds in a pandemic. Like
0: that's the pandemic was a pandemic, but also <laughs> when it came with the money, <laughs> so did the Uber Eats. And that's actually the real problem. But and the seasonal depression. What's
1: which that? is which is I mean, that's a loss too. When we think about how much energy we've spent on trying to comfort ourselves mm-hmm. and then and then punishing ourselves for comforting for feeling ourselves. That way. Well, for feeling that way, but punishing ourselves for comforting ourselves, mm-hmm. like punishing ourselves from for trying to find ways to cope and find ways to to kind of
0: alleviate some of that that no. pain or that angst. And first of all, you even talking about the accountability part. Like, I don't know if you realize it sounds like you're saying the accountability to yourself. One hundred percent is like like you're like oh the loss, and I'm like. It's actually the hardest to be accountable to yourself. 100%. I will do anything for you. Yeah. If you call me like, I need you to get up in the middle of Absolutely. the night. And do that. I'd be like, girl, let me gas up Lil' Kim. Yeah. My Jeep. My Jeep. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking like people know who the <laughs> fuck little Kim is. Lil' Kim is my Jeep. Yes. And I will come to see you. Yeah. But if I need to get up to do something for myself. Mm-mm. It's so much what? harder. Absolutely it's So not. much harder. My alarm has been set for 530 every single morning. And the way... That I snooze it until eight o'clock every day. Five thirty. I want to. Here's what I want my day to look like. That's okay. First, because you again, have a goal.
1: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, no, try no, no. To... But
0: you can talk about it because I don't hit it. <laughs> I don't do any of it. So actually, you can this say whatever. Sister said, f- said we snooze till seven thirty every day. Ain't a good seven thirty, eight o'clock. It's to the point where Ginger <laughs> be like, "Damn, bitch! Like, you really gonna let this thing ring still? Like now I'm up. Because now you sound her a dream yeah, at five thirty, right? <laughs> <laughs> she don't even get up at 5.30 from her bed anymore. She just be like, she's like, yeah, this she is doesn't fake. even like before she, she used to look at me. Yeah. Now she just like, I'll wait till she gets up and then I'll move. Got it. But because of my seasonal depression in my head, mm-hmm. the way it looks like is a routine. Like they tell you, Oh, if you have depression. If you do anything, get a routine. It'll make you feel better. So in my head, waking up at 5.30, yeah. praying, journaling, mm-hmm. working out, meditating, okay. making my coffee, reading my emails. And then getting into work. Like, that will happen in the span of 5.30 to, like, nine. 8.30, okay. 9 o'clock. And I wake up at 8 o'clock after snoozing it for two and a half hours because I legit, I don't have that accountability to myself. And it's like, even with the season of depression, it's like, you know sometimes you need extra help. Like, I remember I was talking to my therapist, and she was like, have you ever thought about medicine? And the way I wanted to punch her through... <laughs> I wanted to punch her through like, the zoo. Because it just feels like there's a level of failure with the season. It's bad enough that you you think, wow, what do I have to be depressed for? That's actually the first thing that comes up for mm-hmm. me. Anyway, I don't know if it comes up for yeah, you or anybody it does. else. But it's like I have friends who love me. Mm-hmm. I have a roof over my head. Even though my job situation is a little shaky right now because of the whole layoff thing. Yep. I still had money. I still know that if for some reason if i put a gofundme up link right now because i had no money i would probably get more than enough for my rent or whatever like i have people who support me and love me all these things so what do i have to be depressed for so there's like the guilt of Of being depressed and yeah it's seasonal so it's like all right the sun is going down like it's so now i'm depressed every year for half the year like It sounds crazy. Now my depression is contingent on daylight savings? Daylight savings. Like so now I gotta spend money to actually find some sun or go back to the beach or wherever. Right. And now I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be saving money. So do I have to pick the saving and then the health? (laughs) And then you're telling me that you have a pill to help me. And it's like, no, I don't wanna take this pill because one what if I'm hooked on it? But two, I should be able, as a strong black woman, yeah. to be able to get to out of this depression this, myself. Right. So there's just a lot of layers with it. And it's legit because the sun don't come out. It's true.
1: And I think for me, the 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 pinnacle for me was the marathon. When I got separated from my group and I realized I was going to have to run it by myself. Yeah, and geez. the reality of that for me was like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> like, my brain, I was ready to run. I, I shit you not. I was running. I ran across the, <laughs> the 135th Street Bridge. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to run to the train station from Harlem. Like, I'll get to <laughs> oh Harlem. Oh, my God.
0: Off of the bridge When we saw you? Yes. Bridget. So
1: when I got... My running coach, so so the 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 lead, the head trainer from the running coach, from the running program that I trained with for this marathon was in the Bronx. We saw them in the Bronx coming around, like, the Western Beef by, like, 138th mm-hmm. in the concourse. We literally, I pass her, and she's like, oh, I'll run with you. Because she's like, yo, I saw, you know, I saw the girls, whatever, that that ended up being able to jump, skip the line, and, and start early. Mm-hmm. She was like, they're, they're struggling too. Like, they don't, <laughs> they're not hot out here either. Like, mm-hmm. they don't feel like. You're alone in this fight, and I was like, "No, but I am alone. I've been been alone for twenty miles. I'm alone, so it's Like it's not. It's lonely out here. It's not big. I am legend energy out here, right yeah, now. Yeah, because you were very like,
0: oh, you were my very spirit close with them, and, and my you-
1: and my spirit was broken before the race started. So to start running, oh, I had a whole meltdown. So by the time I actually hit the the race, I had no, um, there was no excitement. There was no, um.
0: Your energy was just
1: my energy bad. was just not my, my I checked out I checked mm-hmm. out before the race and so my body followed suit mm-hmm. and then you know I'm I'm out there for six and a half almost seven hours on my feet and I realized like my body there was it was not a it was not a it was not a question of mental fortitude at that point for me it was like I am literally barreling through this I am mm-hmm. just I'm I'm running through peanut butter that's what it felt like and I, in my mind when I was in the Bronx I was like no I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get to Harlem. There's probably going to be nobody there because the sun's going down at this point. Like everybody is probably like at this point, if they're not at the finish line, they're going home. They're not going to still be outside rooting mm-hmm. for anybody because why would they do that? I wouldn't do that. I'm like, and it, and it was hot that day, so it was like, no, it was unseasonable. <laughs> I'm like, warm. It, was unse- it was Big climate, it was big climate change, global warming. Energy. I was like, wow. I was like, everybody's going to want to be at, at happy hour somewhere at this point. Like nobody's going to be outside. And I was literally like, all right, cool. I'm wondering what train I could I could probably I went across it to 135th, get on like the D, and then just take the D down to 59, take the C, whatever, and I get off the bridge, and I make that kind of that little turn onto <laughs> onto the avenue, and I see y'all, mm-hmm. I see you, I see Daniqua, I see Kyrie, I see Shereen, and I see Charles, and I am. You were bawling. balling. Bawling. Well, because at that moment, too, I it was like. I didn't even realize it was that deep. I was ready to quit at that moment. I was like, it doesn't even matter now. I don't care. Now I just, I don't even care. I was in so much pain. I was so exhausted. Mm, that
0: makes me feel better. My
1: headphones, my headphones died. My oh, phone nah, you was dying. Told me, I would have bought you a whole new pair of headphones to pass to Girl, the way that we had to be at Staten Island to start at 6 o'clock in the morning. Wild. <laughs> I didn't start I would have missed my own race I didn't I had a Mophie I had a portable charger my portable charger was dead because I was okay, literally no. <laughs> on Staten Island at 6am and we didn't I didn't start running until like 11 11, right? 11 11 o'clock in the morning
0: that don't make no sense why are you standing there for 5 anyway cause it's 30,000 people so they I, have to have a break, I, break. I, either listen, way again I'm not I'm not questioning the logistics but cause I, I don't work there I realized the the
1: accountability part really sunk in for me during the race because I thought to myself like my why was not enough my why in that moment was not enough and that Mm -hmm. was so devastating to me like my reason for wanting to do it was like no you can you can finish what you start you can finish strong you can do whatever you put your mind to and at that point it was like no I I can't and I and and that feeling alone was just like what the fuck what do I do with that that I can't and I did it I finished it but it was like everything that everything that that I, that it took for me to get there was was everything outside of me. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't seen y'all, I would have been on the train.
0: You know what's funny? I don't know. Well, we—I don't think we were friends then. But I did the Brooklyn half, mm-hmm. and legit, what you were saying is the—that's why I'm registering because yeah. it was the exact same reason. I'm like, I never finish the things that I start. I, this podcast took five fucking years. Mm-hmm. I know, literally. I, honestly, I, this should get ended any day. <laughs> If, if we're Sean, invested but we're not we're, Sean, not, but we're Sean, invested but we're not tethered okay. now okay Sean be like yeah. alright so the podcast so <laughs> Sean will send me a text where she's like so what are we doing right are You when is Bridget coming I'm like yes. oh yeah you're right we do gotta right. we gotta, gotta launch some get more episodes like I could this shit could go any day honestly <laughs> don't don't get attached but I was in the race and I remember being like, "Oh, this is some dumb shit. Why the fuck did I do this?" Mm-hmm. Like, this is how this is the project that I started that I wanted to finish. Yeah. I remember being at mile 11 and I wanted to cut my own fucking thigh. Like the pain was going to my thigh. And at the end of the race, I had the same revelation. It was like, "Yo, the only reason I finished is because I knew people were at the finish line waiting for me." Mm-hmm. And I would have I would have left. Any other reason, and it—I still it, would have left and met them at the finish. Line. Yeah, well, I was—I was going <laughs> home. I was going back to. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna get train. I'm gonna link them at the end. Of Central I Park. I was leaving Coney Island. I was doing. <laughs> I was gone. But it was just—it was a sad thing. But it was also kind of like a realization about my characteristic. Like, I have to include other people. I have. It's yeah. fine that I do things yeah. with other people, but I yeah. have to find the balance of mm-hmm. myself and the other people which to me was
1: a, was a big loss for mm-hmm. me because me growing up I was an only child until I was 14 and then my sister was adopted so it mm-hmm. was kind of like all right so and we were the same age so it was like okay now I have a best friend yay but it wasn't like I never had I to share anything I never had to like yeah so for me I was always by myself and I hated it no. there was nothing about being by myself that I that I liked nothing nothing I had attention when I didn't want attention the attention that I got was for the wrong type of shit mm-hmm and then by the time I actually realized and recognized the things that I wanted to be seen for, none of that really mattered because everything else had already, the dynamic was already kind of set in stone and set in Mm -hmm. place for, for my, for my, between my, my mother, myself, my father, um, and then my sister who we have polar opposite personalities, but I would die for her obviously. So Mm -hmm. you talk about her so highly. She is, no, she's amazing. She's the best. Um, But yeah, the marathon to me was, was the realization that I, there is nothing that I can, that I can really do by myself. Even though like I, I technically did the marathon by myself until Mm -hmm. I got to like mile 22 and then I have to, I have to tell, I have to tell everybody that I ran it. My physical trainer was literally on the course when I was running Mm -hmm. and was like. Yo, you want me to run? Do you want me to, to run with you? And I was like, Yeah, because I'm not gonna make it. Like I'm mm-hmm. we are now six hours in. Like I'm <laughs> my knees, my feet. I, at this point I have my socks in my hands. Yeah. You I'm was- I'm soaking wet because I every mile stop, every water station, I was throwing water on my body because it was so hot that I didn't want to get dehydrated because I saw a lady pass out, saw somebody else trip on cups. Nope. Like it was a it was a horrific the conditions were horrific for a marathon, to be honest. Um, none of us had trained for that. And so, yeah, I was soaking wet. I had two fanny packs on. I had a windbreaker on. I had my socks in my hands because I had KT tape. My feet were swollen. I had plantar fasciitis, so everything was cramping. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. And he he ran the last four miles with me. Shout out to that man. Yeah, shout out to Purcell. Shout out to Purcell Duggar. He's great. And he did. He crossed the finish line oh, with me. Oh,
0: Purcell. I feel like, I don't, I don't remember that. I feel like I've met him. You like, might have met him in person once in or like, twice. The mix. There's a but lot like, of
1: There's a lot of circles that cross. Yeah, that I was going to say,
0: his, I've seen him train, y'all, and I feel like yes. i met him maybe like once or twice. Yeah, before, he trains Tracy.
1: He trains Tracy yeah, too. So yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. probably yeah, yeah. why. I see him. But, so, yeah, I mean, it was really the realization that like, okay, I did it, but I would never have been able to do this by myself. And I, I mean, I did a lot of it by myself, but finishing it, I mm-hmm. couldn't finish it by myself. And that was heavy. That was a hard pill to swallow where it was like as much as everybody was celebrating like, yeah, you ran a marathon. You did. Ah, ah, ah. It was like,
0: no, the I. The purpose was not actually fully fulfilled. No, because it wasn't. it was for you. It wasn't. But it's funny because like I said, I had the same thing and it was heavy for me for a second. But then also the realization that I can't finish alone. Mm-hmm. But do I want to has been, was what mm-hmm. hit me. It was like Yo, I could do this all by myself, but yeah. I have this support system. Right. And I'm so blessed that I never have to do anything alone. Mm. And I I get where you're coming from because it's like, damn, I'm an adult. <laughs> like I feel like I'm a functioning adult. It would be nice to do something. It would something be nice alone. to be, it would able be nice, but to like do something and be yeah, like, yeah. And I it's, did it's this. solely yours, yeah. And you did do it. Just trust and believe. Regardless of whoever helped you, yeah. you did that, Bridget, because we didn't run twenty-six fucking two, point two miles. That's Let true. me not forget the point two. Point two because uh, that, that point two, two was count. a bitch. Yo, to be fucking clear. Out, that point two kicked my ass. The only yeah. the only reason I was even
1: able to give a little jog at the end was because there was a man that was In a wheelchair going backwards, and I was yeah. like, "No,
0: okay, you will not, <laughs> you will not beat me." <laughs> <laughs> the the double Aries in me was like, "Mitch, nah you got the me stamina up. I need to do as well." Right, but you did do it by yourself. But I think that the biggest lesson is also like you're never gonna be alone, no matter what you do. Right. So I hope you take that with you and know that. I know that was heavy. Again, I'm not discrediting any of that because (sighs) that shit is, it's, it's kind of fucked up when you be like, damn, I really, so what can I do? So what can I do? Like, what power do I actually have? And it's always the people like, yo, you're such a superstar. You could do this. You could do that. And I'd be like, where's the evidence? (laughs) Where's the research? Show me the receipt. What are you basing this off of? Yeah because we're friends because you love me yeah so i i get that mm-hmm. i truly do but i i think there is a little beauty in the fact that you'll never have to go through the hard times alone whether it's a marathon it's true any of the things like i'm, gonna be, there, I'm gonna be there with my go poppy sign every i still time. have that sign i know i told you she should steal it back so i can use it at your <laughs> <laughs> your tour <laughs> I said sneak. I was supposed to steal it from you your house to steal when from I was in the there. house. Yeah, when it's che- definitely still there, I'm, when when gonna, I'm never going to You mean when you were just willfully ignorant at Uno? You don't. You didn't even say Uno Uno out. Hold on. No, no. I don't give a fuck. We calling no. the producers. You didn't know about Uno out. When? You,
1: you didn't, didn't know about uno, uno out. You're right. I didn't. That I was, was my point. I'm not. I'm not standing for Uno Uno out. You not. I'm not. You not. You're not dragging me down on that one. That was not my. That was not my rule. Okay. Because no. Because I
0: listened to the podcast and and Mandy said uno uno out and, and i was you, like oh wow and you said you. it's settled and it's i was settled like, it's not settled bitch it's settled
1: i feel <laughs> like you i say, feel like
0: we got outvoted when you say when you're leaving when you're playing uno do you say uno out if you're you putting are your last no 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 you have to give context no i'm asking the first question no okay it's all right go ahead do you when you're putting your card down you're about to get out you said uno already do you, and you're putting your it's last your card down and you
1: are getting out of the game what do
0: you, you say, say what do you say you have to say uno out. Have to. Or do you just say it because you do? You have to say uno out. Do you, do you have to say uno out, Sean? Y'all niggas is different. <laughs> hey, I don't... You don't have to say... The game is called uno. I mean... No, it does No, they do not. No, they do not. I know... I play with niggas from New York. You do not have to say uno out. Okay. I'll. You know what? I gave... I'm going to give, you know, give you know, y'all... It's only if you have to pick up. You have to pick up. Let's say
1: you... No, now, you're, now y'all are adding. Nah, niggas.
0: Yo, you. No. I wish y'all. I wish the camera could see uno Ty. Out. Out. It's just because uno Ty out. is literally no. So the so, argument. The other argument was. So I'm gonna give y'all Uno out. I never, I, put that in I never have to say. And uno that's out. it. And it's game over. You won. I know uno mad out. people. I can see why y'all say Uno out. The game is called Uno, not Uno out. So technically, you don't have to say Uno out. Listen, we are doing it all wrong. But I literally did not, when I tell you words everything I love, like even playing at Temple did not grow up saying uno out, none of that. Like play with people, do not say uno out. But what pissed me the blood clots off was I had, I gave them uno out. I said, all right, I didn't know we had to say that, whatever. I had my two cards. We playing stacks only with numbers because we never play with colors because those are for serial killers. Correct. So if you play with stacks with colors, I don't know what type of nigga you are. I also don't know who taught you that. But who you taught you that? Not talk to then them that's, anymore. Why would you? In just put the life. deck down. Just put the deck down. But anyway, playing. I had two fives. Pong. Put the two fives down. I said Uno out because it's the two fives. It's the Uno and the out. These niggas <laughs> said. Not Bridget, I will say, but your fiancé, so by, uh, by, association. by association. By association. They said I had to say uno, uno, wow. out. Excuse me, Wow,
1: wow. Sean too. didn't even dispute, and his yeah. wife says yes. That's what I was talking about when I was- in Your I
0: wife did it. not say yes. So I got uno. Wow. I got uno, uno out. Yeah. I was talking to her about- um, Because you have to get uno First. first. Uno is like, I'm here with the one card. All right, I'm done with this conversation. This is my podcast. Shut this shit the fuck. Shut this conversation off. And here we were talking about accountability. I said accountability to myself, nigga, not (laughs) to these (laughs) niggas. (laughs) Fuck out of here with that. The point is Where's my camera? Right here. (laughs) The point (laughs) is. When you are playing Uno, establish the house fucking rules. That's actually the real lesson in all of this. Because I would have accepted the Uno out. You haven't accepted accepted all of these people telling you
1: that it's Uno, Uno out. No, I didn't
0: accept it because (laughs) it's the point. point. She's not accepting everybody telling her it's Uno, Uno out right now. Because I want you to know how serious I am. (laughs) And the thing is, I asked them at the beginning of the game, what are the rules? And they just assumed, that's actually the real reason I did the poll. Because y'all assumed everybody knew that uno uno out was a thing. And I had to prove to y'all that uno uno out was not a normalized You're right. thing. You're right. And, and, seven, and, and
1: it, 17% more agreed that it was yes, uno out.
0: It's actually more because some people said they hit uno uno out by accident. And they asked me what it was. Like literally, I swear to you by my edges. And you know how I feel about my edges. Yes, I do. Okay so like very well preserved thank you yes so um, okay we went on a tangent but we're about to wrap this up I have two my my two closing questions yes come on closers we love a closer my two closing questions Mm -hmm. for you Um, Tonequa laughed at me the last time I said this but are you proud of yourself yeah (laughs) you looked at me like you were about to curse at me for a second bitch the fuck kind of question I didn't know what you were gonna say okay absolutely okay Mm mm-hmm and my last one is do you consider yourself successful? Mm-hmm. This was a little trickier, huh? Right. This is like, yeah.
1: we're we're on the path. Okay. We're on the path. What do, um what does success look like for you? Um success for me looks like uh contentment within the confines of the life I've created for myself. Mm. And I'm not there yet, but I'm on the way there. Okay. So for me, a lot of why I was not able to maximize my music and my music recording career was because I couldn't support myself doing it. Mm. So after a certain point, and I wasn't going to just do what a lot of other artists and people do when they don't have money in that entertainment field. So I wasn't interested in succumbing to some of those processes and I think success for me, it really does look like contentment with whatever outcome happens with whatever choices I make. I think really success defines, your people define their success based on their confidence and conviction in their choices. Mm. I'm still working on trusting myself and trusting that I know what's best for me. I'm still working on that and being convicted in that. Mm. So I think I'll be successful when I get to that place of not questioning myself as much as I still do, I think.
0: Okay i'll yeah. take that i also want to give you offer you that you should give yourself a little grace because i don't think anybody has it figured out and they, anybody oh no well that's why
1: i'm proud of myself okay because there's a lot of things listen i'm like there's 80 olds that still
0: don't trust themselves
1: no but i think um when it comes being an artist and having peace requires that you trust yourself mm-hmm. to have peace as an artist requires that you trust yourself like we can look at historically every every single brilliant vocalist or brilliant songwriter or brilliant musician that we've that we've studied or loved and they've all been they've all been been victims to circumstances out of their control or or got caught up in situations where they had they they thought they were in control and they ended up not being in control whether it was addiction or you know depression or you know just not taking care of themselves yeah. like there's so many different different reasons why artists die young mm-hmm. but i just think in general in the entertainment field it's really difficult to feel to feel successful when there's so many other things around you that are meant to d- to throw you off and deter you from what you feel like you're supposed to be doing and i think mm-hmm. for me i've been able to kind of shift my focus into different areas and arenas that i feel are, are strengths of mine but does that necessarily determine success am i am i at peace all the time with my choices mm-hmm. not always there's been some choices some things i mean even recently that i've kind of looked at and been like i don't know if i'm kind know if that was the right move i don't know if that was the right decision i don't know if i i don't know if i handled that properly mm-hmm. um but i think you know i i i always leave with good intentions um i've never gone out of my way to be nasty to anybody i've never I can count on one hand the amount of people in my 36 years on this earth that I've had a real falling out with that I don't bang with. Mm-hmm. Which to me, I mean, I, speaks volumes, because I know a lot of people that just go out here burning bridges left and right and don't Listen. give a fuck. And
0: I'm not one of those people. Charizard, so, just yeah. burning every fucking thing. I love Charizard <laughs> <Okay>. as a Pokemon. <laughs> but it's alright, sorry, tangent, go fucking ahead. Childish ass grill master. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I think I think from that, in that regard, that's why I say I'm proud of myself, because I think I've survived a lot of a lot of circumstances circumstances. circumstances and a lot of scenarios and situations that one nobody else has ever been in so they can't tell me what it what it's like and Mm -hmm. two um most people will never will never be in again Mm -hmm. like they'll never be they'll never be another first artist on rock nation they'll never Mm -hmm. be you know another new artist that's gonna share the stage with a with you know one of the greatest rappers of all time there's never Mm -hmm. gonna be you know tours where people were front row and center interested in being engaged with the artist versus filming it on camera. Like Mm -hmm. those kind of moments for me, I've lived through a lot of those incredible times. And I don't know if anybody, anybody that's that's younger than me or anybody that's coming, coming up into their, even their prime could ever appreciate any of that. So I'm proud of myself.
0: As you should be. Yeah. Okay. We're going to end one more thing. Yes. What do you think is, your biggest and best lesson like what have you learned that you just are like i need to remind myself (laughs) not bringing the whole tequila bottle what what do you think is your biggest lesson that you've learned but also you wish other people knew okay i'm not drinking that with you so i don't know i have my half shot i'm gonna do a half shot yeah girl i'm gonna be right here we've turned into oh tie with the shits look at you I love this for us. Ty, yo, Ty really be on the podcast. He's a Ty is Ty's a Ty writer. is the every podcast Ty's I've had. Writer. Ty is the additional um, member of the podcast. I mean, I no, I su- that I support it. I, support I am it. not. It's, I'm driving. It's giving.
1: It's giving drink champs. Um,
0: <laughs> drink champs actually had a good concert with that. Get us drunk and talk shit. But yes, go ahead. Shout
1: out to them because they definitely bought ad space on the pod. So we love you. We love you, Norian. TGF,
0: <laughs> shout out to um, the shout out to the cash. Yeah, ah,
1: uh, biggest lesson. Do You want to take the shot before, so you can really get your thoughts together. No, I'm gonna think. Uh, yeah, I'm a. I'm a. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like you needed that first. Oh sure. Te- I'm telling you, tequila tastes like bad decisions. I love me some tequila. Oh. R- Reposado tastes like bad decisions, but they still my favorite ones. Ooh.
1: Um, biggest lesson. Time is never on our side.
0: Mm. Shit.
1: Biggest lesson. Yeah. Time is never on our side. So even when we think we are, we have time, we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when we, when we rush through things because we don't have time, we still, we're still wrong. Mm-hmm. Time is the only thing that we are not in control, will never be in control of. So being present is probably the most important thing for me now. I have a really good friend that has a terminal illness and I'm watching him kind of slowly deteriorate and there's a part of me that's like, I wish, you know, we all go through those elements of like, well, I wish I could have spent more time Mm. or I wish we had, and I'm kind of at that place of acceptance of like, nah, we have (laughs) 17 years of friendship that have been phenomenal. Like, Mm -hmm. incredible memories, incredible times that, um, to me, are, are worthwhile and I look at even my career and I'm like, Damn, I, there's so many moments where you know maybe if I had come out a couple years later, maybe if I had had more, spent more time developing my craft and my mm-hmm. sound, and being and ha- and spending more time in that bubble for myself to where I felt in, like an immovable force, maybe then I could have really sold that to people and closed people on it and made people made believers out of people that that didn't really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in all those moments, I just think to myself like the the timing wasn't right. The Timing mm-hmm. wasn't. People, if people weren't interested, there was nothing I could do about it. Like none of that, the acknowledgement of time. Excuse me. Ultimately, comes down to just like knowing that I can't sway anybody else. I can't make a believer out of anybody if the timing isn't right. If the moment isn't isn't mine. Like I can't and I can't argue about what moments are mine and what aren't. If they're not, if they're if they don't feel like it, if it doesn't manifest that way, if it doesn't culminate that way, I can only do the best I can.
0: I can only do the best I can with what I I got. got. Wow. That's it. And that's a lovely way to end this podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Bridget. Of Of course. course. Thank you for coming on here. No, no, thanks for having me. Thank you for finally
1: fucking doing this podcast. Okay, so everybody's just going to drag me (laughs) every fucking episode. Uno, uno out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not on this show. Do that on your own show. Not on my watch. Not on my (laughs) watch. Shout out to Iyanla. <laughs> All right, so tell people where they can find you and what you have coming going coming up next. Oh
1: man! So I am on See the Thing is podcasts. You can check us out. You can listen to us every Tuesday and Friday. You can watch us on YouTube every Wednesday and Saturday. If you want to join our Patreon, because that's where the real shit goes down. Mandy and I be going toe to toe about a lot of different things. <laughs> um, and we cry on Patreon a lot. Like it's a lot. It's it's, it's big Iyanla energy on Patreon. Um, <laughs> and I save my life. Patreon, it's definitely. It is big. Save my life. Patreon so if you guys are interested in that as well um, there's several tiers on there for all of the budget conscious folks Um, and that's patreon.com slash see the thing is pod
0: and we're going on tour you have a fucking sword which is so I'm I'm ready I'm gonna see the go poppy (laughs) sign I'm gonna fucking lose it Um, I'm embarrassing y'all I don't care I'm embarrassing y'all with a reason but I hope so I hope so
1: we're in LA on March 2nd we are in Atlanta on March 17th Philly March 25th DC March 26th and right here in New York City on March 31st so. 7
0: p.m. It's gonna be great. Got my ticket. I know the VIP sold out. I couldn't believe it. I can't. I went to I went to show somebody. I was like, "Yo, these are the tickets." Because they were like, "Oh, we can yeah. to buy ours." And I was like, "Oh, this." I was like, "Oh, it's a dub for you. You yeah, in the it's back? Over. Call it's you Rose Parks." So spoiler, yikes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not during Black
1: History Month. <laughs> no, no, no Black History Month. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> all right. Um,
0: Don't think about editing that out. Spo- but
1: spoiler alert: the theme is early 2000s. So we will have. An airbrush
0: backdrop oh, for us to take pictures oh. in front of. You know I got my gel post ready, and I haven't
1: decided if I'm gonna wear my kuji or my juicy couture velour for New York. But I'm still waiting. I'm waiting to find out. But yes, the, the, the theme <laughs> you know, is early 2000s. so baby. You know how I feel the <laughs> theme. Okay. So I'm expecting all y'all to come to come dressed appropriately.
0: Yes. Theme appropriate. I yeah. I'm glad that you told me that because yes. I can really prepare. Yes. Um. Yeah. And. I love you. I'm gonna, Thank you
1: for this. Thank I you.
0: Love, for, honestly, I am so
1: excited that you have decided to really share yourself this way with people. Because I love the other pocket. Don't get me wrong. I know I, and everyone's going to be like, well, yeah, what you mean? She had a pocket. She does have a pocket. Another podcast. Had another podcast. But this to me is just so... Um, it's refreshing. It's enlightening. It's enriching. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love
0: Thai anyway, but this just this with you is fantastic. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank it you for mean, finally doing this. Yes. It means a lot you saying this, yes. especially like who you are and just <sighs> I was a little nervous with you coming on cuz I was like, damn, bitch is going to be like? This bitch don't know how to fucking interview no.
1: <laughs> I was a little nervous. No, I didn't I think was, that you well, would I, say that I to me. I get nervous,
0: no, but I also get nervous cuz I'm like
1: you're my friend in real life. So now we're having a conversation it's like we have Bridget Kelly on the pod, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. So, yeah, <laughs> I never <laughs> like, know what to do with my hands. Are you watching Bridget watch Kelly, podcast, so like I this? don't know, like, cause I'm Bridget to you, so I, to everybody else, so it's like I'm Bridget Kelly, and so,
0: <laughs> all right,
1: <laughs> you're on my nerves. Yeah, we're leaving. But yes. Bye, guys.
0: But yes. <laughs> Please buy your tickets for See the is yes. podcast tour. Tap into yeah. them and follow us on Take the L Pod on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter um, and on YouTube. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Yeah. So today's Take the L is Take the Love. The love. Oh, look Yay. at you with a promo. <laughs>